So I think that I'm stuck in the 90s. That happened. Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Alfick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we are coming to you live and probably completely unedited if you were wondering what that, uh, what that little intro was about. We like to have the podcast up around 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday night. It is currently 8.24, so we're flying by the seat of our pants. This week we are doing sa- December. I almost said September. <laughs> this week we're doing December 2nd through 8th, 1991. Let's, let's do it. December 2nd. Peter Pan and the Pirates airs its final episode today, almost rightfully so, paving the way for the completely unrelated Peter Pan movie Hook, which comes out in nine days. This movie, of course, starred Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman as the titular Hook. Uh, Charlie Puth was born today? Puth? I was going to say Puth, but then I didn't want to say Puth in case that was wrong. No, that's right. Okay. Charlie Puth was born today. He's the guy that did that song with Wiz Khalifa uh, for the Furious 7 soundtrack that Chris does not like. It's... I don't like it. Some of his other songs are okay, but I don't know. Maybe it's just how overplayed this was. Fair enough. Also on this date, Lost Hikers Found Safe on Mountain. A 37-year-old woman and an 11-year-old boy lost and trapped in a sudden snowstorm while hiking atop Mount Baldy were rescued <laughs> and in good condition Sunday after surviving two days in sub-freezing temperatures and uh, knifing 100-mile-per-hour winds. Is that Mount- a Mount Baldy? Yeah, knifing. That's what it says. All right. Mount Baldy was later renamed Mount Rogaine. Ooh. That's like not that. true. But it could be. I Maybe. mean, uh, Hail Corporate. December the 3rd, marijuana cargo seized, five arrested by Coast Guard. The Coast Guard seized a fishing boat carrying 4,500 pounds of marijuana and arrested five Colombians while looking for vessels carrying Haitian refugees between Cuba and Haiti. The agency said Monday, it said the crew aboard the Haitian registered 51-foot boat. I feel like that would be a ship at that point. Probably a ship. If it's a dual propeller uh, boat, it's apparently a ship. You know a lot about this. I was talking to our friend that lives on a boat ship. Oh, it's a ship, not a boat. It's not a boat, apparently, but I still want to call it a boat. I do, too. Anyway, uh, it, the boat claimed to be a fishing vessel, uh, but had no fishing gear when the vessel was boarded on Saturday. That's good stuff. Yeah. December 4th, Pan American World Airways, bankrupt since August 11th, is finally dissolved after 64 years of operation. Also on this date, journalist Terry A. Anderson is released after seven years of captivity as a hostage in Beirut, which was the longest and last held American hostage in Lebanon. Furthermore, John Leonard Orr, one of the most prolific serial arsonists of the 20th century, is arrested in California in the ensuing years or is convicted in both federal and state courts. He liked to start fires. Get lit! Oh. Yeah. December 5th, running for president, hate and fear. It's no surprise that the former Nazi and Ku Klux Klansman, <laughs> David Duke, is running for president. Yes. Mr. Duke is a professional candidate. He made a living that way for nearly 15 years until 1988, when he was elected to Louisiana's legislature by the narrowest of margins. Hmm. Mr. Duke's racist appeals did distressingly well in, uh, the Louini- in the Louisiana governor's race last month. He received nearly 40% of the vote, a solid majority among all whites, and strong support against upper-income whites as well. Hmm. Hmm. What's worrisome is that Dukeism, his appeal to narrow and 
jingoistic? I don't know what that word means. No fears. His racist exploitation of crime, affirmative action, and welfare uh, threatens to add more hatred to the mainstream political discourse. Hmm. That's dangerous in a nation where cross burnings grow ever more frequent and the agents of discord ever more bold. Luckily, of course, David Duke never became president, and we all know that these kind of tactics would never work in electing a president. December 6th. Mega Man 4 is released in Japan. That's, I am. That's cool. It's pretty cool. I'm not a tremendous fan of the Mega Man franchise. They're so hard. They're very difficult. Yeah, I never played Mega Man 4, but and like I was never one to shy away from those difficult old school games. Yeah, but I, I like just the art design and everything about Mega Man is very iconic. I think it is, and I, that I like. It, yeah, even it, if it I definitely is. I'm not a huge fan of playing the games. The music, the artwork is solid. We're on the same page there. Also on this date, noisy dog leads owner to injured neighbor. A dog's insistent barking has been credited with saving the life of an elderly woman who broke her hip after stumbling on outdoor steps. Hold on. It definitely says insistent barking. Yeah. I thought it would be incessant barking. Oh, no, like, insistent is a or insistent is a nicer word. Uh, but it's like he's insisting. I like I I just like the <laughs> the the intent behind that. Dogs doing people stuff is one of our favorite things. It's the best. Temperatures in the teens also triggered the 74-year-old woman's asthma, her daughter, Cecilia Correa, said Wednesday. Doctors have said uh, she probably would not have survived 30 minutes longer. That is a very close call. Oh, yeah. So the dog, an English Springer Spaniel named Camille, ignored calls for silence Tuesday night, prompting owner Jack Reynolds to go outside to get the dog. Reynolds found Camille next door, standing over the woman and barking. Good dog. I think we can officially say the podcast thinks... Camille is a good dog. Yes. Moving on to December 7th. Patients stimulated... Oh, sorry. Patents. That was my bad. Eh. Simulated browning in microwave ovens. Hoping to make microwave biscuits and breads more appealing, researchers at the Pillsbury Company and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, a.k.a. MIT, have patented a new way to simulate the browning created in conventional ovens. The new approach entails coating the dough with particles of caramel coating that are each encapsulated in what amounts to a tiny bubble of fat. During storage, the bubbles and uh, dilutants mix with the caramel, keeping the coloring invisible. When heated, however, the bubble breaks down and the caramel color emerges. Where the fuck is this? Or you can just put shit in the oven. Yeah, but I mean, the reason we say that is because we all know that microwave-cooked stuff is garbage. Fact. Yeah. If it was good... We'd be into it. And, like, where is the research money for that? I would... How much would you love to put a... I don't know, some crescent rolls in the microwave and five minutes later have them coming out actually tasting good? I don't trust microwaves. I, we don't even have one. Talia loves them. I yeah. hate them. We have no microwave. I knew something seemed off about your kitchen. Not a single microwave is in there. I don't use my microwave much, but it's still something I like to have. Oh, I hate it. December 8th. Thieves take teddy bears. Speaking of things I'm probably going to hate. Yeah. This one's out of Georgia. Thieves smashed their way into a Salvation Army building and stole 50 teddy bears that the agency had planned to give as Christmas presents for needy children, the agency said last week. That's all we've got here. I'm oh, guessing yeah. the rest that of the was... story is just sad. No, that was the entire article. Oh, okay. Um, I think they win our uh, Stuck in the 90s Piece of Shit of the Week award. And that's going up against David Duke. Ooh. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he's I a he's a perpetual piece of shit. Yeah, this true. is this is like one like he is constantly at a high base level of shittiness. Yep. Whereas this is like a huge spike in being a terrible person. And then they probably level back out to being a regular terrible person. That's true. All right. On that fun, happy, and delightful note, let's jump into the weekend box office. I am loving number one. All right. In the number one spot, we get Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. This is possibly my favorite. No, this is my favorite original Trek film. It is very good A lot of people are going to say Khan. Um, If there's any Star Trek fans listening to this podcast, I don't know. Both of you can message us. Yeah. Six is is my favorite classic Trek cast. It is a good one. Movie. Uh, At the number two spot, we get The Addams Family. I like The Addams Family. That's a good one. Yeah, this was a good movie. Um, I... I was more into the Adams Family late '90s TV show. Oh, I definitely like that. Yeah, that had, like the Gomez in that was he was so on good. Fucking point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the number three spot, My Girl. My girl. Four, we get the about My Girl. <laughs> that happened. That's okay. Uh, the number four spot, we get Beauty and the Beast. Obviously, a Disney classic. I'm just gonna... not my favorite. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's up against so much other good shit. I That's guess. true um i'm not gonna sing for that one i appreciate that and at number five cape fear otherwise moving down this list i don't see a heck of a lot that i want to talk about five goes west is at number seven i love oh, wait, that okay. movie american tale that's yeah five goes west yeah, is i a haven't really good seen one. it since i was a kid but i lo- i know i loved it back then that is a great movie you know what let's just end it on that happy note yeah let us go west into music all right in the number one spot a song that isn't his best, but is better than most number ones we ever get on this show. No. Okay. The number one song is Black or White by Michael Jackson. It's not my favorite Michael Jackson song, but I'll take it. Okay. At number two, ooh, friend of the podcast, we hope. Uh, when a man loves a woman. When a man loves a woman. My neighbors Michael are concerned Bolton. now. Um, we recently had someone messaging us asking if we heard the Lonely Island. Uh, of course record. we have. We have we have definitely heard that. For but the we record, appreciate your concern. For the record, Stuck in the Nineties celebrates Michael Bolton's entire collection. Do we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> also, we are not actually stuck in the Nineties. When we stop recording, we're more stuck in the Nineties than most people. I think probably. We do exist in we we exist in normal space. We're getting off the rails. Uh, number three, we get Set Adrift on Memory Bliss by PM Dawn. Number four, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday by Boys to Men. Okay. See, that sounds like they're trapped in a, they're trapped in a time bubble. That does sound, that does sound like a time bubble. They've been boys to men for over 20 years. For God's sakes, hit puberty. Uh, number five, All for Love by Color Me Bad. Hmm. Okay. Uh, number six, we've got some Paula Abdul. Uh, moving down the list, what have we got? Anything worth mentioning? Uh, Cream by Prince is at 7. Oh, I didn't see that. OPP, Naughty by Nature at 10. That's a good one. Other than that, though, I don't see... Oh, Too Legit to Quit, MC Hammer at 17. Oh, yeah. How does... That's, where does that peak? That's a train wreck. Yeah. Um, okay. We never talk about Genesis. No Son of Mine at 20. Okay. That's, that's something. Yeah. Who was, who was leading Genesis at this point? Uh, that was Phil Collins. Really? I yeah. thought he was out by then. But no, you know more in. about Genesis than I do. I actually saw that Phil Collins is apparently going back out on tour, but he's so, like, his body is so run ragged from drumming that he will not be playing the drums. He's only going to be singing. 
Really? Yep. Okay. And he talked about like having to, like, he's going to try and play in the air tonight on drums and he doesn't seem confident that he's going to be able to do it. Oh, that's... Seeing Phil Collins play in the air tonight is like, that's like a bucket list thing for me. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty, pretty cool. Um, let's end at number 40. Cause I am actually surprised that's on there. Right okay. Now. Oh yeah. yeah. It's all we're, we're hitting right close to 1992. So that makes sense. Yep. At number 40 debuting this week, we've got smells like teen spirit by Nirvana. A quintessential nineties song. Yeah. I just got to make every nineties list and it's, it's a good song. We don't have to say much about it, but I'm glad that we were able to catch it while it was brand new on the charts. Yeah, that is that That's is actually cool. really cool because it all began here. Um, what are we going to move on to now? How about this week on? Sure. Okay, this week on is a category <laughs> in which we uh, pick an episode of either Friends, Seinfeld, or The Simpsons that we think is exemplary because almost all of their episodes are good. At least we assume for Friends. Uh, and Seinfeld. We don't watch enough Friends. Uh, this week we are doing Seinfeld. Season 3, Episode 11, The Alternate Side. Jerry's car is stolen. Elaine dates an older man. Kramer gets a small role in a Woody Allen movie filmed on his and Jerry's block. George must deal with the commotion of the movie filming as he gets a job parking cars on the block. These pretzels are making me thirsty. These pretzels... Are making me thirsty. These pretzels are making me thirsty. I didn't even realize that was this episode until I was reading through the plot synopsis. I was ready to do that for as long as you were going to continue it. I am so we, sad. We could have had 20 minutes of that. Yeah. And I we're not editing this one. No, I would have kept going. All right. All right. Well, you're all welcome. Well, this podcast is making me thirsty, so I'm going to take a drink right now. I was actually really hopeful that it was this one. I just kind of went for it and hoped that I wasn't wrong. This is, I mean, this is an early Seinfeld episode, too. It's only season three, and this is when the show really hit its stride. Oh, yeah. George is unemployed, which is why he takes the uh, the temporary job parking cars when the actual car-moving guy goes on <laughs> vacation. Um, the whole Woody Allen movie thing with Kramer, the pretzels. Yep. Oh, my God. And... Um, oh, even Jerry's car getting stolen at the beginning and he calls the car phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's the thing one. that wouldn't happen now because you'd take your cell phone out of the car and... Are car phones still a thing? Like, are there high-end cars that have a dedicated car phone with a dedicated number? Possibly. But I mean, it's just going to be through Bluetooth now. It's just going to yeah. be completely hands-free. It's not yeah. going to be picking up a handset because that's probably illegal in Canada or Ontario, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is such a good episode, though. It really is. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into 90 Spotlight. Let's do it. All right. So this week, we would like to talk to you about something that we're all, almost all, I would think, experiencing, and that is Christmas shopping. So this this spotlight is going to be a little bit different because very off the cuff, we would like to walk you through a full day in the life of an average 1990s Christmas shopper. Pre-internet. So something around this time, 90 to 95, let's say. Come on a journey with us. So mm. you you wake up. You're ready. You're going to go Christmas shopping. You have some breakfast. Because probably, that's the thing you did in the 90s. Probably you had white, time for breakfast. Probably white Wonder Bread. Did oh, brown yeah. bread exist? It did. because No one ate it. Because I hated it. I yeah. was like, no, uh, I didn't like it either. Yeah, it's like white or whole wheat. Well, there weren't like fancy whole wheat breads, right? Okay, yeah. Like the... the like, 12 ancient grains. Like, that wasn't a thing. Like, you couldn't get sunflower bread. 
That wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. At most, you might be having some, like, Italian bread from a bakery or something. Because that's a thing. All right, so you're having a delicious breakfast. Bacon and eggs, white bread, coffee. Orange juice? Just coffee. Yeah. Are you down to diverge slightly from the 90s spotlight for a moment? Absolutely. And just talk about a little thing that I think you said on Facebook this week. Okay. And that, it... Jumps back to our 90s spotlight a couple weeks ago about coffee. Yep. And how it was just coffee in the 90s. You said that you don't think that Lorelai Gilmore would, would drink Folgers. Folger. That's correct. So and for podcast listeners right. who are not in the know, uh, which is all of you, when I was a kid, our family computer was in the dining room. And the family rule was if you're on the computer, you have no say over what's on TV. So I always preferred the computer. And my mom would watch TV, and she got into Gilmore Girls, which made me get into Gilmore Girls. They talk very fast. It's a very good show. I'm going to get into Gilmore Girls, I think. It's very good. My roommate was watching an episode, and I was kind of sucked right into it. For the record, I am not a fan of what they did to Rory Gilmore for the new season, but I digress. Let's move on past that. That seems like spoilers. Nah, nah, that didn't spoil anything. However, you can see a scene, a number of scenes actually, uh, but one in specific where Lorelai Gilmore take scoops out of a Folgers can. I do not believe this to be in canon. I Get think it? canon. In the night, like this show premiered in what, 99 or 2000, right? I think so. Yeah. Back then, believable. I think Lorelai Gilmore, all right, Folgers, that could be a thing. Nowadays, no fucking way in no, hell. she's Starbucks she's, through and through. She's Starbucks and through and through or doing some weird shit like you have with your coffee grinding and French press stuff. I have an AeroPress. They're great. Yeah, like, she'd be doing something crazy fancy like that, but as far as the year 2000 or 1999 goes, I can buy Folgers, because the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Also, you can clearly then, you can clearly see that they serve Tim Horton's coffee at Luke's Diner. Mild spoiler alert. It's pretty great. Really? Yeah, that's the thing. You can And there's two different shots, one of it just on the God, counter. I gotta, how many seasons of Gilmore Girls are there? It's like seven, but the first five are the only ones that really count. Yeah. Okay. I've got a lot of stuff ahead of me. Coming back. Anyway, back to reality. 1990s shopping. Yeah. You've had breakfast. You've talked about Gilmore Girls, a show that doesn't exist yet. Well, maybe, maybe. You've had breakfast. You're ready to go to the mall. Just kidding. No, you're not. You have to go to the bank because you got to move some money around to make Christmas happen this year. Yeah. You didn't have a debit card and credit card. That probably isn't going through all that work. If you're buying a TV or something big, you're probably putting that on your credit card. Yeah. But you got to go through the little machine with the The swiper. Yeah. So you're going to the bank. You've got your bank card in hand. You've got your bank book in hand because you want to update it. So you're, you're tracking your finances. You're a responsible adult. You take out, what, probably a couple hundred bucks you're going to do Christmas shopping? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Just to be safe. A couple hundred dollars in your pocket. You jump in. Okay, what are you driving? My my ideal 1990s car, my parents have them, is a Ford Taurus. Four-door sedan. Ford Taurus pull-up. Yeah. Everybody run. I oh. think my... Uh, I think my 90s car, I think it would have been like an older Chevy Cavalier, like brown from the mid 80s. Oh, yes. Kind of like your Chevette, but. Oh, that was like a that was a glorified go kart. That was a cool car. I liked that. It was a fun car. Okay, so you're jumping in the car. Where are you going Christmas shopping in the 1990s? The mall. obviously. Absolutely. Where else is there? Yeah, I don't know. There's so many things in the mall. The mall was a place where dreams were made of back then. 
not so much nowadays. I don't know. There was something more magical about the mall. No, like it. I remember, and this is also probably the only option. Yeah, that's true. Walmart this is wasn't probably as prolific fictitious, as but it like, was. They were better decorated. There was more fanfare around it. The lines to see Santa were longer. Maybe that's oh. because I was standing in them instead of walking by them. Mm-hmm. But I remember it being more of a thing. There was, it was more magical. effort. Yeah, and maybe that's just because we were kids. But you get to the mall lines i want to say that lines were longer every can almost every transaction was a cash transaction right yeah that that makes takes sense. and that takes time so or checks oh checks are the worst did shoot us a message if you paid by checks in the 1990s i mean you kind of had to no not if you had cash i guess but I don't know. I feel like I would have paid a few times, but I would have carried around my checkbook. I kind of miss those no personal check signs. Do you yeah. remember those? Oh, yeah. You'd see them everywhere. Now it's just as of like five, six years ago, just as of this date, we no longer accept checks because it's the 21st century. Also, does anyone take Discover Card anymore? They I was just talking about game. this at work the other day. Diners Club? Well, like Discover Card, that I think is run you, by Sears. You still see Discover Card signs every now and again. Mm-hmm. My work still doesn't around. take Amex. Well, yeah, Amex charges really high fees, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Shout out to Amex for nothing, I guess. You got booted at a Costco and you deserved it. Okay, so you've gone through this long line at the shopping mall. You yep. bought your stuff. What did? You, what, did what were you buying? Ooh, depending on the year, everyone was after, in 1996 at least, Tickle Me Elmo. Okay, that makes sense. That was a huge craze. It was enormous. So as the story goes, and this is actually really cool, they made... 400,000 of them. They sold pretty well right up until the day after American Thanksgiving when Rosie O'Donnell on her, the Rosie O'Donnell show, gave them a surprise shout out and people went ham for these. So they ended up, I guess the the manufacturer uh, ordered another 600,000. They were sold out by Christmas. People were going nutty. Someone, like an employee at a store in New Brunswick here in Canada, got stomped and actually got a concussion and had a broken rib. Yeah, usually when you think like holiday mayhem, it's not Canada, but... No, but we got in on it. Tickle Me Elmo was so huge. Uh, There was a rumor, I couldn't verify it, but there was a rumor that I think Tickle Me Elmo went for like, what, 30 bucks? Yeah, I think it was $29.99. And rumor had it that someone in Denver bought one for $7,100 cash. That's insane yeah but they were selling like five six seven hundred dollars and up hmm. on you know secondary markets yeah uh which i mean would have yeah sprung up right around the craze like that um now i think my christmas toy would have always been the megazord oh yes oh like that like christmas was time that a megazord could be purchased and i could play with that and i fucking loved it i never had a megazord really you never had a megazord Wait a minute. No, I I did. I did, because I remember having all the, the separate little... Uh, the, Zords. the Zords. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did. All right. So uh, you've bought your stuff. You're leaving the mall. What's next on the agenda? Ooh, quick Orange Julius on the way out. Orange Julius, They're yeah. good year-round. Okay, I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. As a side note, Orange Julius does not sponsor the podcast. We are willing. Yes. Yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take some Orange Julius. And then after that, I don't know, what's uh, what's next on the agenda? Maybe you didn't do all your Christmas shopping in the store. You had the Sears wish book. Oh. And 
Like, did you, did you remember this year's wish book? I remember this year's wish book. I never ordered from it. I ordered one of my Megazords from it. Well, I mean, oh. my dad ordered one of the Megazords from it. That's and pretty cool. I just loved looking through that book every year. It was a, a literal solid two trove. pounds of holiday <laughs> cheer. <laughs> two pounds of holiday cheer. They were hefty. They were they hefty, were... those things. Oh, you could club them in. So you've left the mall, and now you're going to go to, I don't know, the post office or the local pickup point for for your sears stuff maybe it's a local video store um you never ordered from the sears wish book so you probably don't know this but our local video store it was called video 2000 mm-hmm. they were the pickup place for the sears catalog i did know that you did yeah. okay well because i still looked through it and they had it like they had their sticker on the back yeah so uh you know you drop into the video store maybe show some id i imagine sign for your sign for your package uh, this is proto-internet shopping, mail-order catalogs. Those were such a thing. And, I don't know, I guess you go home, have some dinner, and... Watch TV. Oh, watch... Watch Broadcast cable. television. Ugh. And maybe read the newspaper. Remember those things? Do you remember, like, newspapers used to be an evening thing. Sometimes. Really? There were morning papers and there were night papers. Huh, yeah, we only um, need morning paper. We're both from Niagara Falls. The Niagara Falls Review... Until the mid-90s was a 7 p.m. paper. You would get your paper before 7 p.m. Then they switched to, you have to get it before 7 or 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, that that's interesting. Thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that is, I think that's your day in the life of a holiday shopper in the 90s. Let us know what you think. Do you like the format like this? Yeah. We, we went out on a limb there. We're going we're gonna to do one more thing. Uh, some 90s news now. I actually forgot about this. And then we're going to do one more thing after that. <laughs> we're, we're doing a couple one more things. One more thing. 90s news now. Have you seen that? I mean, you have because I told you about it before we started recording. But what? have you seen that picture of Alpha? What the fuck? Uh, so, I have been very, very optimistic about the, about the new Power Rangers movie coming out next year. I have not. I have been so hopeful Oh, I've been hopeful, but not optimistic. This picture of Alpha broke me. I am scared. Hollywood. I am so scared now. I am still optimistic, but I am very cautiously so. I am still going to see this movie. I am still going to go in with an open heart and an open mind. But Alpha 5, what the fuck did they do to you, man? What happened, bro? He was such a fun robot. I know. Now he's going to be a fun, weird, creepy alien. Please still be fun. Please be fun, Alpha. I swear, if he's not fun. Aye, 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 aye. And now, or before we close off the podcast, 2016 has been a pretty terrible year. We've lost a lot of actors. We've had a lot of weird geopolitical things going on. There's been earthquakes. There's been tsunamis. Shit has been real. But it's not all bad. There have been some good things in 2016. And we're going to take the last couple weeks of the year to reflect on something about the year... Or years since the 90s that make it worth trucking on. And this week I want to talk about the memes of this year. Oh, the memes have been great. Memes have been on point this year. Just killing it. These Kermit memes. We've had Tea Sipping Lizard. Oh, Tea Sipping Lizard We've had so the good. one with the dark Kermit. Yeah. That has been so good. Um, on the flip side, memes haven't been all that great because one of them got co-opted as a hate symbol somehow. But we've got Dat Boy. Rest in peace, Pepe. Uh, oh shit, what up? Oh, Here shit. comes that boy. Terrible. 
there have been some really solid memes this year. You have your favorite meme. We have our favorite meme. Well, I have my favorite meme. I'm sure you have. You your said favorite mine. Tea sipping frog. Tea sipping frog. Great. Yeah, I think memes have been very good this year, and that is something that I'm just going to take a second and appreciate that 2016 produced some quality memes. It sure did. I think that's it for our content this week. We don't really have a sponsor. We're working Whoa. to churn, we're working to churn out cockadoodles. Hold on. Do we have a sponsor? Yeah, cockadoodles. It's a coloring books full of dicks. You've never heard it before, but we're telling you now for the first time. That's not true. Mm-hmm. However, as a quick update for any of you who are interested in our coloring book, uh, we have it in hand. Chris is yeah. holding a copy right this now. This is we know this is an audio medium, but uh, yeah. listen to cockadoodles. That is the sound of a bona fide, legitimate, 100% true, authentic coloring book. I'm going to flip through it. Oh, yeah. Listen to that flip. Music for your ears. It smells pretty nice, too. It does smell like a coloring book. Uh, So, if you're interested in buying our coloring book full of ding-dongs before the holidays, you still can. There is still time, Mm -hmm. depending on where you live. If you're overseas, you're, you're probably out of luck. However... If you're in Canada or the U.S., uh, you can Google us, Cockadoodles. We have a Facebook page. We're on Indiegogo still, and we're actually coming out with a website shortly, but not right now. Yeah. Uh, so the crowdfunding phase has ended, but we are still on Indiegogo, and they're in demand. Uh, oh, and for the record, we were trying to raise $5,000. We are now sitting at $6,500 yeah, for so a coloring book it. full of ding-dongs. Thanks to anyone who even looked into it. Uh, we really appreciate anything, and if you bought it, even more thanks, and we hope to get your book in the mail pretty soon. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, we actually have stacks. One of the reasons we're recording late is uh, we kind of got carried away with just putting these in box or putting these in mailing things. We bought some really nice bubble mailers. I'm really happy about They're these bubble so mailers. They're so nice. Yeah. All right. Aside from that, you can find us on the internet. Our website is stuckinthe90spodcast.com. We're on Facebook at Stuck in the 90s. We are on Instagram at, I believe, the same handle, Stuck in the 90s, and Twitter at SIT90S. Admittedly, we haven't been super active on social media, but we will get back there as soon as the coloring book thing dies down. It's been nutty, you guys. And, yeah, yeah, we'll be be here for the next year. We are, uh, we're looking forward to that. Actually... Today, I renewed StuckInThe90sPodcast.com. Oh, that's exciting. So I now feel obligated to provide another year of content because oh. I, paid, I paid money for that. Absolutely. And without getting into too much detail, because to be honest, we haven't figured a lot of it out yet, uh, we're going to be changing up the format a little bit for next year. So we've talked a lot, especially about movies and music. We feel like we've covered the bulk of everything. So we're going to be changing up the format a little, diving into a little bit more depth about some of your favorite songs and artists and albums and movies. And yeah, we'll get try to trivia. cover a more wider breadth of music. Yeah. And just focus a little bit more on certain movies here and there. Yep. But enough about that. That will be for next year, probably. Um, other than that, what are we going to do next week? Uh, next week. We've actually we are, thought about this. Yeah, we wrote it down for the second time in a row. This is a big deal for us. We, next year is 1995, and the next week is December 9th to 15th. All right, so we will see you then. Um, hit us up online if you want to chat. Yep. Oh, if you want to be a $10 sponsor, that's still a thing. Oh, that's still a thing. We will stuck. actually do a spot for you. Yeah, email us, stuckinthe90spodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, uh, we'll see you next week, and the, the podcast, podcast is, is now over. over.